BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right. It is the 19th of August, 2021. The show happens each and every weekday at about this same time. Uh, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, the Eric Zancho Podcast, Kate, begins now. Hi, this is Kate, otherwise known as the Duchess of New Jersey. When I'm not busy hanging out at the beach, telling people off, or watching someone pump gas for me, I listen to the Eric Zane Show Podcast. And now, I'd like to introduce the star of the show, Eric Zane. Eric. It's riveting. Eric. Hello, Eric. Eric, I'm talking to you. Uh, welcome to the Eric Angel Podcast. Of course, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Okay. Uh... Look at that. Uh, Kent just dropped his uh, oldest off at high school for freshman orientation. He says, I feel old. You're not old. I've seen you. You look like a baby. And your wife perpetually looks 24. For God's sake. Don't give me that shit. My youngest turns 19 in five days. 19. I'm getting to the point where, uh, like, Diana had to fill out a W-4 tax document. You know, uh, how many dependents? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, uh, one, I guess. Uh, or actually, one for you, one for me. And I guess we're going to claim Madison. I think we might be able to claim the NFK. I think, actually, the NFK can be a dependent. So, I don't know about that. I don't know. But I, I kind of feel like an empty nester because uh, Madison is, is about to uh, uh, depart for college. And it's like, okay, uh, now what? That's, that's not like, I guess you could say that you're like an empty nester at that point. But to me, they're not fully out of the nest until they pay their own bills. You know, Jacqueline, uh, I think, cannot, because uh, she just started a new job, Jacqueline, on uh, Monday. And it's her first big girl job. Okay. So now she can actually pay for her phone. Well, she had been paying for her phone. 
uh, and she had been paying for her car insurance. But her own health insurance now, you know. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call Frank Fuss and say, Frank, uh, as soon as she her insurance kicks in, we're taking her off my Obamacare policy, and he'll take care of it. Uh, welcome to each and every one of you. Uh, you're enjoying the show, one of several spots live. We have the uh, video side of things, the audio video side on Facebook. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you would, please like it and share it. Okay, that makes me happy. On Twitter, a Periscope video brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Please retweet it with a snarky, mean comment. And then, of course, the almighty YouTube. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Brought to you by uh, Frank Fuss and MyPolicyShop.com. If you want more information about insurance, go to buyinsurancehere.com. More on that coming up. And of course, wherever you download audio podcasts, you can get this show because some of you might get it like you, you might see the video like, yeah, what the hell is this? Uh, I kind of like that. But, you know, you might want to listen uh, later to just the audio while you're driving around. Well, wherever you download podcasts, if you search Eric Zane Show, you'll find it. Or just go to my website, ericsaintshow.com. T-shirts, Patreon, it's all there. Okay. So, uh, very cool. In fact, I just heard from a, uh, a a person who just discovered me. And I don't think... This is, uh, this, this is uh, something that happens from time to time. Um, someone finds out about the show and... Uh, I get a message like this. I love this show. Funny thing, how I came across it. My 16-year-old daughter told me she listens to a podcast called Zane. I looked it up. Come to find out, it was actually a different Zane. He interviews musicians. This is way more up my alley. And then uh, I'm like, wow, all right, great. We'll take him out. We can get him. And he said he lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So hopefully he's not one of those people that lives up there that has like a a, a missing ear and, you know, uh, uh, walks with a cane. Uh, looks like he's 69 years old, but he's 27. Hang on. Uh, I'm always combating some type of some type of fluid in my face. Holy crap. Plenty of things to get to today and talk about. I'm so glad that you are all here. Uh, If you are experiencing anything that is making you stressed, okay, this is what I want you to do. Know that the anguish and anxiety that you're feeling about it is more than likely unfounded. It is more than likely not nearly as big of a deal as you are making it out to be in your brain. That is almost all the time. Go back in your brain and think about all the times that you were laying awake in bed, pondering this, that, maybe a bill to pay, maybe health of somebody, I don't know, whatever the hell it may be. And you laid there uh, and you got like 45 minutes of sleep and then it affected you for days after and then... How did it ultimately resolve? It worked out, didn't it? Most of the time it worked out. 
I guess my point is I have I am learning and will always be learning, not learned, that it is never, never what it seems. Almost never. Very rarely. Okay. Why the little pep talk? I don't know. It just popped into my brain because I still do this to this day. I still have moments where I sit there and I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I did this on vacation for some reason. I don't, I don't know why it was. It, it's always about money with me. It's always about money. I am always afraid that it is going to just disappear and then I can't pay any bills and everybody hates my guts. And, and in that moment, all of the pep talking I'm doing right now does not compute. I am so not in that mindset in that moment in time. And it's the worst. God. I am podcasting with Ben tonight, okay? The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast makes its triumphant return. We're doing it on Thursday. Um, because things are happening on Friday. I'm driving, so uh, can't do it. So we're doing it uh, tonight. I will try off the top of my head to invite each and every one of you into the uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, um, I guess, performance room. That's a terrible thing to describe it as. It's a Zoom. Uh, If you're on Patreon, hell, I just send invites to everybody it seems but uh we do it on patreon and uh i will send invites to the usual suspects if you think i'm going to forget i probably will send me a reminder eric at ericsaintshow.com i think i have it off the top of my head uh it would take too long to list them all but i think i have uh, a good handle on the people in the room and the more the merrier the more the merrier and if you like it sign up on my patreon patreon.com slash eric limo work yesterday and i i I just sighed when i when i said it but it's always great it's always fantastic doing my limo work you meet wonderful people there's always some type of uh storyline or scenario that accompanies the limo work and uh well i enjoy it um On yesterday's endeavor, a couple of things uh, uh, stood out. I had to pick up five young people and a beloved aunt. The aunt with her nieces and nephews is, she's like the cool aunt. Really sweet lady. And uh, so she's, I pick her up and then all of the nieces and nephews, and she is going to show them the time of their lives. Okay. Did you have a cool aunt growing up or a cool uncle? Well, this is it because, uh, she's booked this whole thing. And, um, all right. The idea was you pick up the kids and then they go uh, to a restaurant in town and she's going to take them over to a place to play video games, another restaurant. And then that's it. Well, these are little kids. I mean, there's a kid there who's probably like five. We're talking four of them were 10 and under. And uh, uh, one more. 
the kids get in there and they decorate the inside of the limousine, which is totally cool. It happens from time to time. And uh, they have a uh, Polynesian theme going on. So there's uh, like uh, lays all over the place. Uh, you know, like the thing, the, the flowered things you put around your neck. And then uh, they're going to do all sorts of wacky shit where they, uh, they have like disguises on sticks, like a mustache or a hat. And then you stick your head out the window and you put the mustache on and the car next to you goes, ah, look at that kid, whatever. So, and then it's loaded down with boxes of candy and uh, 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 drinks, Gatorade. So they're just, they're having the time of their lives. I pick these kids up and uh, okay, cool. The way this one is set up though, it's a trip within a trip. You drop off the party of uh, the kids in the, in the cool amp. And then I've got a trip. I got to take the car and drive it to the airport. Pick this dude up who's getting off a plane with uh, uh, three other people and uh, take them to a hotel. And then I got to go back and pick up the cool aunt and the kids. All right. Now, it doesn't happen that often where I have a trip within a trip. But this is the day. And I'm not really used to it because there's one key thing that you have to do when you're picking up the trip within the trip. And, uh, well, I figured that out as I was, you know, pulling up to the terminal and I just happened to look in the rear view mirror and I see Lay's swinging in the, uh, passenger area of the limousine. I haven't cleaned the car. Oh no. And then the guy is there waving at me. I am 10 seconds away uh, from having to pull over and get this guy. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? This place is trash. There's like Starburst wrappers everywhere and Gatorade bottles and Lays and the little toys and trinkets and whatnot and shit everywhere inside of this limousine. I go, no, my God, what the fuck am I going to do? I see the guy at the terminal. He's waving at me. I pull up. I roll down the window. I go, uh, the cops want me to make another lap because there's no, I, this is, this is why I'm the best at everything. I had to come up with this in three seconds. I go, um, it's tight parking this thing. And the cop told me back there, he wants me to keep moving, uh, till I can meet you up uh, a little further by that sign right there. And I'm like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? That is pure instinct right there that just flew out of my face and he goes oh no problem i go it'll take me one minute to get around the thing here and then uh and he goes okay great so i've bought myself one minute okay one minute holy shit roll up the window drive up right around the bend if you're familiar with gerald r ford international airport you know exactly what i'm talking about Pull the rig over. Holy shit. I've got a couple of garbage bags. I get in the back. I'm stuffing everything that's in the back into these bags as quickly as I can. I'm grabbing all the lays. I'm grabbing Gatorade bottles. I'm grabbing the candy. Uh, just shit everywhere. Wrappers, Reese's Pieces container, uh, Reese's Pieces or Reese's peanut butter cup wrappers. I mean, it was a mess. These kids trashed it. 
I pick all that shit up and I uh, I throw it into the uh, I put it in the front of the car with me. I didn't want to put it in the trunk because I got to open up the trunk because he's got bags. Holy shit. Knowing my luck, I'd throw it all in the trunk and then open up the trunk and it's a mess inside of there. I got it all done. Whip around, pull up. There's the guy. And uh, I get out and uh, he goes, we still got a couple bags to get. And I'm right by the door by the uh, carousel where the bags come out. I go, it's my job. I'll take care of that. And he goes, oh, wow, man, you're a pro. (laughs) If he only knew. Sure enough, I go in there, grab the bags, put them in, a couple more bags. They're just ecstatic. They go, and the lady, the lady, opens up the door, and she goes, oh, my God, this is clean. I'm like, holy shit, if you only knew, if you only knew, they get in, and off we go. Phew. Uh, Drop them off. Now I have to go back and pick up cool aunt and kids and then it dawns on me i need to take all the stuff in the bag and trash the inside of the limousine i have to do a retrashing absolutely so um i did i i i pulled over before i got to where i needed to go and i actually had plenty of time at this point and uh basically just dumped the shit out in there all right there you go it's done (sighs) got some food had my dinner. Lady says, uh, okay, we're ready to get picked up. I pick her up. Um, let me back up a little bit. When I was dropping those kids off at the restaurant with cool aunt before all of this happened. Excuse me. Um, where we're at downtown, they there is an abundance, and it's getting worse, of strung out, uh, homeless drug zombies. Now, look, I get it. People are down in their luck. And uh, I'm not the guy who sit there and say, ah, hi, look at you, you're a loser. I mean, hell, we walked around there with audience members that gave socks to people that were at the homeless shelter. But make no mistake, a large percentage of these people are massively strung out on drugs. Well, uh, suspect zero uh, is walking around uh, where I'm pulling the car up to drop the kids off. I mean, this dude is so fucked up. He makes, like, uh, the zombies on World War Z look like uh, uh, fashion icons. It, it's rough. And um, he is walking around this uh, twitchy, fidgety motherfucker and I and I and he sees me coming and immediately makes a beeline to the car. I'm like, oh fuck. I've got little kids in there. And uh, you know, again, being trying not to I am sympathetic. I really am, but at the same time here, we all know what's about to happen and we know why it's about to happen. He's not looking uh for a dollar to go uh, help provide a meal for his kids or something. He wants a dollar so he can uh, uh, bank as much as he can up to try to get some type of fix or whatever the hell he's going to do to get whatever type of uh, uh, foreign substance and jam it into his body. And uh, I get out and uh, I open up the car door for my passengers. And then he goes, you have a dollar? And I go, no. And I'm working. And I was like, I'll just keep it short and sweet. And hopefully you'll get the hint. Move on, man. 
and uh, my passengers get out, and all of the passengers get out except for the cool mom. So this worked out. Kid number one, I'm I'm not kidding you. He's like he's he's he is five, okay, and he's got glasses on, and his his hair is is parted to the side neatly, and he's got a little Hawaiian shirt on because they're about to go to this uh, Polynesian restaurant, tiki bar type place, really nice place downtown. And this little kid is standing there, and this fucking tweaker goes, do you have a dollar? The kid just looks at him like, what? And the kid's like digging into his pocket. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. God bless the kid, you know? I turn around again and I look at the guy and I go, get the fuck out of here. Well, I didn't say that. I go, get out of here. Go, go. And he did. He walked away. I don't want to say that. I wouldn't have said that in front of the kid. I go, get out of here, man. And he did. He got the hell out of there. So just a horrible sequence that was. Jesus. Mom gets out. Off they go. I saw that guy wandering around downtown. Just, I mean, what a, what a horrible existence. Son of a bitch. Oh, what happened? Jesus. All right. So then there's this. I picked them back up and um, we started the afternoon out with cool mom. Uh, She, you know, connected to the sound system with Bluetooth. And I usually instruct the passengers how to do that. Okay. You just hit this button and then you play whatever music you like and it's, it's yours. Okay, great. And I see her log in kids bop. And I go, oh, perfect. Okay, this is awesome. And not that I like kids bop, but there's a, I'm always concerned. I'm always concerned about the music choices, as I've indicated to you many times, with the passengers in the limousine. And uh, so uh, Cool Ant is, uh, is cool for a reason. And so I'm hearing kids even you know that song by uh justin timberlake from um uh what was the movie with the minions uh what was it called again there's those little yellow guys and then it's uh it's called uh incorrigible uh incorrigible me or something like that uh, god what was that disgusting Uh, you know the song is da 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 keep on da- what was that da- da- Justin Timberlake sang it um dance 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 what the hell is that called again son of a bitch oh there it is despicable me everybody got me got it except for me uh yes that that's the film that that's from well there's there's like a it's already saccharine enough with Justin Timberlake, which, by the way, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I freaking love that song. Wait a minute. That wasn't Despicable Me? It was from Trolls? Oh, shit. Well, I'm really screwed up here. All right. No surprise. Okay, so it wasn't from Despicable Me. It was from Trolls. Thank you. There, we got that taken care of. There's a Kids Bob version of that. And then they did a kids' bop version of uh, that Bruno Mars song. Um, uh, what's the one? Uh, I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket or whatever. So the, it's it's all good. It's all kids' bop versions of already very saccharine songs. 
Then I hear the thing that turns it. One of the kids says, Auntie Cool Ant, can you play uh, Justin Bieber Stay? And she goes, sure. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's no way in hell this is going to get weird because I'm always concerned about this. And, uh, well, I don't know if uh, she just didn't care or she was engaged in her phone, but all of a sudden I see the kids reacting to the words and they're all like, oh, 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 because let me read you the lyrics. Uh, it's, it's a horrible song, by the way. It has, has absolutely no melody as usual. Verse two, I get drunk, wake up, I'm wasted still. I realize the time that I wasted here. I feel like you can't feel the way I feel. Oh, I'll be fucked up if you can't be right here. Oh, whoa, 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 Oh, I'll be fucked up if you can't be right here. And I'm just like, and as soon as I heard it, man, instantly, my parenting ears lit up, man. Now, Again, my kids are all old as hell, but still, my radar is supreme, okay? Uh, I've kind of been reinvigorated with the parent gene because I have an uh, eight-year-old grandson. Wait a minute, is he eight? He's born in, yeah. Yeah, he's eight. Uh, eight-year-old and soon-to-be six-year-old grandson. So I'm like, what? Oh, and I, I look in the rearview mirror, and cool mom is not reacting. And the kids are all, like, loving it, man. Oh, gosh, shit. Do I say anything? Oh, fuck, it ain't, it ain't my business. I'm not saying shit. And uh, so then there was a couple more songs with questionable lyrics, and then they played one from Biggie. And uh, he's dropping N-bombs. And I'm like, what the fuck? is it? This was bad. I was, like, very, very concerned about this. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, don't let it happen. And it didn't. I know what you're thinking, too, because uh, I was thinking the same thing. Last thing I wanted to hear was, there's some holes in this house. There's some holes. In-. Can you imagine if she, if, if cool mom was so cool that she played uh, WAP? Because that would be cool, I guess, for the kids because they'd be breaking all the rules. But, oh, holy shit. You know, and the thing is, she was also playing um, like uh, Whoop, There It Is by Tag Team, which is not a bad song at all. But uh, that just goes to show you how over-the-top hip-hop music has gone. Well, just music in general, but I would say that, for the most part, is the big culprit. The uh, There is absolutely uh, no stranger place music can go than where it is right now in terms of the unbelievably horrible lyrics that are in hip-hop music today. You, uh, you know, you, you see, like, the old-school uh, hip-hop artists from yesteryear, they're all, like, cringing. And these are people that made music that was pretty nasty in its own right. But if you're like Ice-T, LL Cool J, uh, Run DMC, any of these old-school grandfathers of hip-hop, you're like, son of a bitch, man. This is just absolutely awful. Leaves absolutely nothing to the imagination. 
Tyler uh, uh, weighs in with something that I was actually trying to do yesterday. I'm trying to come up with what the lyrics for Kids Bop Wop would be like. Yeah, you would entirely have to change the lyrics because Kids Bop does change. I wonder if that's even in the fold. If Kids Bop uh, is actually trying to, I mean, you would completely have to change the scope of the song. Uh, an entirely different premise. It would have to be like the kids are wet from uh, going on the slip and slide or something like that. That's, you know, there, there would have to be an entirely different uh, idea of, uh, of, of the song. Chris says good, clean artists like NWA. NWA makes artists of today, uh, well, uh, artists of today make NWA look like fucking Peter, Paul, and Mary. Sarah, no, uh, no surprise, is uh, not on board with uh, uh, taking a run at popular music today. It's just music. Good Lord. Yeah, I am not on board with playing uh, a wet-ass pussy for five-year-olds like you are. You are a sick, sick animal is what you are. Kevin says, wet-ass playground. There you go. If we, if we completely change the lyrics so there was nothing sinister, well, you'd have to take the word ass out. You, you, couldn't, you, you couldn't say ass because if we were to ever have the opportunity to have uh, like the, the sixth-grade choir sing it, or the uh, five-year-old and six-year-old choir to sing it for us, you couldn't put... You couldn't put ass in there. Pet ash puppy. I don't know about that. Uh, so that was uh, my evening yesterday. Another good, uh, another good time, to be sure. The live stream in the open of the Eric Zane Show podcast. It is time again to think about. Uh, getting your pistol license in the great state of Michigan. You need to do it with Prince Arming. That's who I want you to call upon if you are in the West Michigan area. We have, uh, if you have, uh, it's a two-day class. It starts on the 23rd of uh, September. That's a Thursday night in the community of Allendale Charter Township. That's where the class is going to be. Thursday, 5.30 p.m., uh, you and your fellow Patriot pals are going to uh, get together at 530. Uh, uh, Steve Prince is going to teach you what you need to know for four hours. And then again on Saturday morning, you're going to wrap up the class with the back half. Four more hours. Okay. You're going to hear from uh, a lawyer who's going to talk to you about uh, various things that you have to hear. Part of the part of the curriculum. You're going to uh, watch a video. There's going to be Q&A. There's going to be range time. You're going to take a test. You will pass. When it's done, you get in your hands a beautiful certificate. You take it to your county, and then you will then be on your way to uh, getting your concealed pistol license. So very, very important. I uh, uh, highly encourage you to do this exact thing. You don't even need to own a pistol to take this class. In fact, 
uh, I wouldn't don't buy one for the sake of the class because, you know, that means you're very, very inexperienced. You need to practice, figure out what type of uh, weaponry you want to use. It could be a uh, nine millimeter, could be a uh, 40 cal, could be a 38. Hell, I don't know. Um, all different sizes for different hands. You know, ladies, sometimes like a smaller weapon, sometimes not. Uh, so there you go. PrinceArming.com or click on the Prince Arming logo at ericsaintshow.com. It'll take you right to uh, where you need to be. And the class costs you $125. All right. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage reminds you that if you're in the market for a mortgage, call upon him, 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the United States, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. All right. But even if you're in those states, he can find somebody for you because he has an unbelievable network of uh, helpful people that can help uh, that can help uh, you. Doesn't matter what your credit score is. If you are got a high, awesome credit score, this will be no problem, as you would imagine. But uh, if your credit's in the dumper, Mario specializes in that, too. And not every mortgage person does that. They're like, oh, boy, I, don't, I don't want this guy who's you know, new to uh, mortgages getting his first mortgage. He's not even going to be able to get a, a big loan for me to capitalize on and make my money. Uh, Mario's not like that. He wants to help you. 231-332-6505. Once again, uh, God bless the folks at Gift of Life Michigan. I love this organization so much and the fact that um, they've enlisted me to help them spread the word about organ donation. Now, I mean, you guys know my story about donating the kidney. That is a living donation. Different. We're not talking about that right now. Uh, that um, that if that does happen to strike you and you do want to uh, donate a kidney as a live donor, there is definitely uh, things that I can help you with uh, with regard to that. But but Gift of Life called on me to talk more about uh, organ and tissue donation in the unlikely event of your passing. You know, we would want you here for as long as you can possibly be here, but in the event that that does happen, uh, you can't take it with you, man. So uh, if you would, please, in the uh, great state of Michigan, fill out your organ donor card uh, as part of your uh, driver's license registration, okay, or renewal. Or you can do it when you click at uh, on Gift of Life Michigan at ericsaintshow.com. It'll take you to a page, and then you say, just click here to register now on the National Donate Life Donor Registry. And then you just fill out a form, you click uh, submit, and you're done. You don't have to do another damn thing. I would appreciate it if everybody listening did that. Um, I would like to say that, hey, I understand if you don't want to donate your organs when you pass, uh, but I don't uh, because there ain't a damn thing you can do with those things. So be a hero or and, uh, and, and save some lives. Your body can save eight lives. And the tissue and the corneas can improve the lives of 75 more people. Wow. So please consider that. And thank you, Gift of Life Michigan. You guys are an amazing bunch of people. Hang on. I need to take a drink. Stand by. I always turn down the mic. Well, not always. I'm always worried about uh, wet mouth sounds, which is horrible. Which are horrible. Which one is right? Which is horrible? Which are horrible? I always mess that up. I'm always concerned that I'm 
sounding like an idiot and saying the wrong things. I'm guessing you laugh at it. Uh, more suggestions for kids. Bop could form WAP around your limo ride. Wild Aunt Penny. I don't get it. Adam says, I have the red heart on my driver's license. Y'all should get yours. Uh, by the way, I was surprised at this. Uh, Adam um, donated $70 to TC Paintball for you. Paintball scholarships. Okay. And I think Patriot Nick wants in on this as well, if I'm not mistaken. He said he'll do the same because I talked about this yesterday and then Nick responded. So that means I have four free spots for paintball coming up at TC Paintball on Sunday, August 29th, just over one week away. If you have never done this before and would love to play paintball, or even if you're just thinking about it, well, wouldn't it be fun to do it with, uh, you know, no cost to you? I got a grand total of zero of you interested yesterday, uh, which is absolutely horrible. So if uh, part of the problem is people think, oh, well, it's already filled up by now. And I made this very clear to you. Uh, if Even if you're hearing this well after the fact of the original live announcement, uh, still send an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. You're going to love this. I, I, this, this is not going to let you down. Okay. You are going to love paintball so much. If you have kids, holy crap. Even if I get an email from somebody that says, Hey, uh, can I get it? And it's like the first person submitting and you have like three kids or uh, three people that you know that want to play. You get it. You can have it. It's first come first serve. Reach out to me, Eric at ericzaneshow.com to get the paintball scholarship. Eric at Eric Zane show.com paintball scholarship. And all you have to do is include in the subject line paintball scholarship or whatever. And uh, you're good to go. Send it along. Eric at Eric Zane show.com. Uh, thank you to Nick. And thank you to uh, Adam. All right. Well, I was kind of afraid of this. Uh, Jack Morris has fallen. Now, in case you don't know, Jack Morris is an old school Hall of Fame baseball pitcher. 14 years with my beloved Detroit Tigers. Hang on a second. And, um, Now a color commentator for the Tigers, or at least he was, and uh, Phenom Shoei Otani, Japanese baseball player, is, uh, he speaks English all screwed up. Doesn't matter. This is what Jack said. Now what do you do with Shoei Otani? Be very, better careful. You walk him. I like how the other guy just didn't acknowledge it. 
he knows that when Jack says, be very, very careful, that um, if he acknowledges that in any way, if he even if he goes, or even if there's any type other than just pretending he doesn't hear it, uh, he's fired too. Uh, the next time Otani's up to bat, Jack does this. Well, folks, uh, Shohei Otani is coming to the plate, and uh, it's been brought to my attention, and I sincerely apologize if I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community, for what I said about pitching and being careful to uh, Jose. He, he, he should have said, I'm really sorry when I went. We very, very careful. Shohei Otani, I did not intend for any offensive thing, and I apologize if I did. Certainly respect and have the utmost respect for this guy. And uh, don't blame a pitcher for walking. Shohei Otani said, doesn't bother me. I'm not offended at all. Uh, Joe Madden, the manager of the Angels, said nah, it doesn't bother me and and by the way his apology sounded sincere to me I mean, it sounds like he's really upset that he had uh that it had brought to when it was brought to his attention right that's it that's all that's all we need to do at this point no 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 well before that he was suspended indefinitely and uh this this yahoo sports article uh, says Morris was suspended for using a mocking accent. Now, you have to understand context before you throw somebody on the under the bus for mocking. Because when I mock, which is, you know, when I'm speaking, every word of it, like when I go, <laughs> oh, my back, that's mocking. I am mocking Kenny. Or I, I, uh, I have Patriot Nick. Uh, uh, saying something that's assholeish or something about Patriot uh, or about uh, a red state Dirk being a, a kook conspiracy theorist or using a voice. I don't even have a voice for Dirk. I think I might, but I, I don't even remember it. But, you know, we all know what mocking is. If I'm talking, that's mocking. That was not mocking. Okay. It was, well, it, it was what it was. It was innocent enough, and it should not be punished in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. Uh, but Morris is fucked! That's the end of that. I don't even like what the manager of the Tigers said. Um, let's see. Um, A.J. Hinch. Yeah, there's no place in the game for it. No place in the game for what? That? Well, that wasn't anything. I love this sport. This sport is is arguably the most diverse sport, certainly of our four major sports here in the U.S., and it should be celebrated. So we need to celebrate that and learn that comments like that are not only unnecessary, but unwarranted. Hey, AJ, shut the fuck up. 
The last thing we need is some cheating motherfucking manager telling us about how to do right and wrong. So I I don't think there's enough distance between you and, you know, that giant black stain on baseball of you cheating your ass off to win a World Series to put you in a position to weigh in on anything. So shut up, asshole, and try to get over 500. What the fuck? Absolutely horrible. So Otani's not pissed. Joe Madden says, yeah, the apology sounded good to me. Uh, baseball, Bally Sports is uh, is the uh, Delta Plex in this story. Uh, Bally Sports said in a statement Wednesday it was extremely disappointed with Jack Morris's remarks. Oh, the what, think of the children! Think of the children! <laughs> oh my God! That's mocking with Morris's remarks and that the former major league pitcher will undergo bias training. Bias training to educate him on the impact of his comments. Yeah. All right, dicks. The the impact of his comments. The impact of the comments are Shoei Otani, you know, the guy, said, doesn't bother me. That's the impact. And how he can be a positive influence in a diverse community. Oh, my God. This is disgusting. There really is no place for people like me because I would have said that in a mocking accent. I would have done that. Absolutely would have done that. I did it earlier this week when I made fun of the Asian lady walking along the Appalachian Trail. There is no place for me on any type of broadcast outlet. None. Ugh. Because if I... Now, if I were, like, playing records and and talking in between, it's like, yeah, this... We're playing the hits. Here you go. Here's the latest... From whoever, whatever. Uh, All right, maybe. But if I'm in any capacity to speak my mind, I'm fucked. There is no way I would survive there because I would absolutely do that. But worse. So this is ridiculous. Quote, we have a zero tolerance policy for bias or discrimination. So they are suggesting what they're saying there is if I'm, well, first of all, if I'm Jack Morris, uh, I would sue them because uh, they're saying that he is that and he's not. Okay. Eat shit. So you are now making a huge deal about this and uh, affecting his livelihood for the rest of his life. He probably won't be able, he, he will be shunned. Because he said, be very, very, be very, very careful, which I guess does sound a little bit like Elmer Fudd. He could maybe have pulled that off if he just lied and said, what? No way, man. He's hunting wabbits. Zero tolerance policy for bias or discrimination. And deeply apologize for his insensitive remark. Uh... Joey Otani doesn't care. 
The Tigers said in a statement that they were deeply disappointed with Morris's comments. Well, Jesus Christ, this is the worst thing. In... This is horrible. We fully support Bally Sports, uh, Bally Sports Detroit's decision and they're on. Wouldn't it be great if the Tigers said, yeah, uh, everybody's making too big of a deal about this. This is ridiculous. If, if it, uh, Bally Sports is uh, comprised of a bunch of pussies who uh, have no balls. I wish we can get back to a spot where, or at least I, I hope we can get to a spot where when entities like Bally Sports and the Tigers make decisions like this, that um, the world turns on them, you know, uh, and, and then uh, agrees to not support them, not watch their telecasts, not go to their games. Screw you guys. After Wednesday's win over the Tigers, uh, as I indicated, Otani said, it didn't bother me. He says, I did see the footage and I heard it. I'm not offended. I didn't take it personally in any way. He also says, I have no say as to what the Tigers want to do with him, but he's a Hall of Famer. He's got a big influence in the baseball world, so this is kind of a tough spot. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. They're just overthinking it, and they're uh, uh, bowing down to this mob mentality of that organization that I don't even remember what the fuck they were called yesterday, the Asian Task Force, these fucking bullies that, that march in there. and, uh, and ra- I, What were they called? Like the Asian Sports Writers of Unity Task Force? Fuck off! Morris is 66, five-time All-Star, who pitched, uh, I don't need to talk about that. now. now either, there's a little bit more to this. Here's what's happened since then. The, um, well, as you would expect, the usual suspects of assholes are now rallying the wagons and going back into Jack's past to light him up. There was a day after uh, Morris, uh, and Jack Morris was no, he was a bulldog. I mean, he's 66 now, so he's calmed down quite a bit. But uh, back when he pitched, this was not a polite soul. Jack Morris was old school. He was like Bob Gibson back in the day, who, you know, and he was a, he was a big, tall guy and uh, unbelievable command, uh, just a tremendously effective pitcher and, and uh, a winner too. a great uh, mentality for winning. And he's the type of guy who, when Sparky came out to the mound to take him out, they, they get in a fight on the mound over whether or not he's coming out. And Sparky said there, fuck you. I make the decisions around here. Give me the ball. Fuck you. I'm not going out. Give me the ball, Jack. It was one of those deals. Uh, you, if you even think about crowding the plate, that ball is going to be put through your face. Uh, so he was a bit curmudgeon but I stand by him. If I'm a, I, I've never understood why it's okay when athletes are naked for them to be surrounded by women. I, I don't think that that's, I think that that's kind of screwed up. I think, I think what they should do to make it so that, uh, uh, there's, there's nothing weird. Baseball should make it so that, 
you have to let the players get dressed before any of the press can speak to them so that they can get, you know, cleaned up a little bit and you don't see the big fat dick hanging out. Uh, guy or girl. I, I've never really understood the idea of um, you can go and interview them while they're getting dressed. It's surely you, they can get dressed and then the, they can let the press in, right? But rather than do that, they let them all in. And so you see chicks standing in front of guys. And this was at a time it, it, it couldn't have been that much. Uh, I don't even know when that was uh, made aloud in the first place. But there was a moment when a young reporter who is now dead, strangely enough, um, went walking up to Jack Morris in 1990. And he's nude. And uh, she went up to him to try to talk to him. And he said, look, I don't talk to people when I'm naked especially women, unless they're on top of me or I'm on top of them. And fuck, what do you want? I mean, that's a, that's a very clear explanation. So are you, everybody's making a big deal about this now. Now they're, they're going back uh, 31 years to when he said this and they're trying to cancel it. They're trying to double cancel him. He's already canceled over this. And so some crazy bitch reporter, uh, she dug this shit up again and uh, it's now front page news. Uh, a, a sexist remark made by Jack Morris has resurfaced in the wake of his suspension over his racist comment about Shoei Otani. Even that sentence alone, sexist remark resurfaced in the wake. So dramatic racist comment. This from Newsweek, assholes. Uh, so, I mean, if there was ever any hope of Jack getting back after it, it, it it's not going to happen. Susan Sluicer, a uh, sports writer at the San Francisco Chronicle, is the sick fucking bitch who brought up the 31-year-old story to continue to try to obliterate the livelihood of a 66-year-old Hall of Fame pitcher who's done nothing but good. She tweeted about the 31-year-old episode. A reminder, Jack Morris told my friend, the immensely talented late Washington Post Post-Sports, uh, I can't even read. I'm saying sports. Sports columnist Jennifer Frey, or Fry. Quote, I only talk to women when I'm naked. Yeah, she's kind of screwing up the quote, but uh, you get the idea. She, she did the quote. She kind of botched it, but uh, whatever. That, that, it doesn't matter. I got the ball rolling. That was the essence of what he said. Not only did I hear the story from generous, uh, gen- generous, why can't I read? From generous, from Jennifer numerous times, but from other people who were there, I'm sure you have too. Former uh, baseball, fellow baseball writer Molly Knight then intervened to share a newspaper clipping confirming the exchange had taken place. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's not even fucking bad. He's, he doesn't like it's, it's early on when women were allowed in the clubhouse and he's fucking nude. Come on. 
according to the uh, clipping, uh, Fry was trying to get a comment from Morris while he was changing in the clubhouse. Yeah, we know. Another journalist, Dave Hogg, posted a tweet <clears throat> saying he had witnessed the incident. Yeah, it was part of the group around Morris's locker, and Jennifer asked a routine question of a man who was wearing compression shorts, he said. This might have been the nastiest thing I've seen a player to do, uh, do to a reporter. What? Are you serious? Neil Rubin, a cartoonist and Detroit News columnist, condemned Morris's 31-year-old remark. It was a crushing thing to say to a young intern reporter. The person least equipped to deal with it, he tweeted. Sort of like the way Bobby Knight used to tee off on reporters from college papers. Some MLB fans on Twitter still sought to defend Morris. However, hell, I'm defending Morris. This is, this is horrible. What a bunch of assholes. Uh, this person wrote, I once worked with Jack Morris as well. One morning after a meeting had concluded, he turned and looked me in the eye and said, women's rights are human rights. Okay, great. yeah, I, we know that. Of course he said that. Sluicer said, well, I'm glad to hear that. Definitely not the message he had in the late 80s, but some people are capable of change. What? This is disgusting to me. We're pulling out a story of a reporter that's been dead since 2016 uh, on a guy who said something that's not at all inflammatory, and you're now uh, 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 filleting this guy publicly over something that happened 31 years ago. Man. Absolutely horrible. Uh, let's give a fuck you to Wood TV for their headline about his racist remarks that were absolutely not racist in any way. Jack freaking Morris. This is bad. Terry says, can't pull off Elmer Fudd would be racist to the elderly, little people, bald people, and folks with speech impediments. Uh, Ann says, did Zane get the memo that today's Thursday? Did I wrote, write it wrong again? Oh, shit, what an asshole I am. Of course. All right. Well, now. Well, back to the drawing board. Hey, uh, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. That would be my friends over at Full House Comedy, sometimes known as Back Alley Comedy Club. It's the same. Okay. Uh, officially, Back Alley Comedy Club is part of uh, Sherman Bowling Center, all right, in Muskegon. Okay, but a lot of these venues aren't just bowling alleys these days. So Big Dick Donnie Veltman is expanding the empire and referring to it as full house comedy. And I am stoked about next week because coming to the area, John Heffron and John Reap for the uh, Fuck You Masks Tour. 
they didn't call it that. I did. But you've got shows from Tuesday with Heffron and Reap all the way to Saturday. Howard City Lanes, if you like hamburgers cooked in a toaster oven, all right, uh, $25 for all of these shows. Doesn't matter if you're up close and personal at Howard City Lanes or in the big room of uh, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. You've got Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming on Wednesday. Park Theater, Holland, Michigan, and Rockford Lanes on Friday, not to mention Saturday at 7 p.m. All of these shows at 7 p.m. Heffron and Reap next week, $25. Backalleycomedyclub.com. Check out the Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, in fact, I will link this up right now for the folks that are enjoying the live stream. And get your tickets. There you go. Thank you to Big Dick Donnie for bringing comedy back to West Michigan. And a number of other amazing shows are coming to the area as well. Including uh, Mitch Fatel, who's awesome. Eddie Griffin in September. Uh, Ryan O'Flanagan. Billy Wayne Davis is awesome. Uh, Not to mention Craig Shoemaker. Okay, so thank you to Back Alley Comedy Club. Get tickets and support Big Dick Donnie. Before Kyle from Dumpster Divers joins in, I want to say hello to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. 616-532-6600. Congratulations to Megan for another uh, foster fail. Megan is, um, of course, one of the uh, uh, many, many talented people that works at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. And, uh, I mean, just an absolute dynamo. And, you know, has been fostering dogs. And I honestly think that fostering is just a front to get sweet people to adopt puppy dogs. Because I've done this twice. And both times I've kept the dogs. Okay? And, uh, and she, she just did that too. I'm so happy for her. Congratulations. Okay, so she's got to pay for dog food, so go get your car fixed at Irvine's. If you are in West Michigan, this is the trusted place to get your vehicle fixed. Uh, Top-notch, top-notch repair facility. Great, talented, knowledgeable staff wanting to help you. Veteran lady owned, and that's the same person. She is a veteran. She is a lady. She is the multi-talented Jamie. 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. The legend from Drivers. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. How are you? Hey, man. How's it going, dude? Not bad. Look at you. All clean, shaven, and handsome. Just did it this morning, dude. I knew what was going on today. Are you uh, are you staying uh, in house more these days, or are you still going out in the field? 
Oh yeah, I was just out driving a minute ago, ready to kill. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, just driving, just it's really getting to me. First of all, can we talk about this though? I'm no, I'm no lighting expert, but look what I did here. Like, this is much better lighting than last time. I mean, this is like somebody could probably offer me a job for this. Is what I'm saying. Your face is all lit up. The room is is uh, it definitely stands out. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good, dude. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Sarah, in the comments you see there, she obviously is already turned on by you. Uh, <laughs> she loves your handsome face. If you ever have to deliver a dumpster to Allendale, Michigan, and you and you recognize that last name, just know she's probably going to try to grab your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it, ha it happens quite a bit, to be honest with you. I get yeah. some, weird, some, some weird custies out there, dude. Yeah, have you ever had anything really strange happen in uh that's you know what when you're when you're working in that uh in that you know dropping off a dumpster? Strange strange stuff all the time. I mean you I mean we've been running into a couple like uh like potential meth addicts lately. Like where you're just like, wow, like you're just talking to them, and you're like, okay. <laughs> just you know what I mean? Like you're not really you can't really just do your normal stick. You got to like right. adjust it to enter math dome. Uh, I, by the way, uh, the last time you were on, um, we, we discussed your, your uh, beloved mother and father. And I needed some clarification because your sweet dad reached out to me because we had talked about um, uh, uh, burning with mom and dad. Um, oh, you said my dad reached out to you. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. He because he didn't. He wanted to make sure that uh, mom, uh, she uses the marijuana as medicine for treatment, and that helps her very much. Isn't that correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. And he wanted to make sure I knew that because he didn't want to make it seem like you know they were sitting around just like losers getting high. You know, <laughs> you know, there there was a, some real. Uh, there, there was a real medicinal thing to it. And if by chance you happen to establish some co camaraderie with your parents, there's nothing wrong with that either. That's funny. That's my, yeah, my dad, he, he's, a, he's a little bit more old school. So like all the time, even though it's like legal now and stuff, like he's always like, yeah, I, like when we're in public, he's like, Shh. I'm like, dad, dude, it's, <laughs> it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just, uh, when, when we were in uh, New York city, it seems like, um, uh, because they they have similar uh, change of the laws going on in there right now uh, in the in the in the state of New York, but you still, I mean, it isn't like you can walk down the street and burn, and that's the same way here. You know, uh, you would. Uh, I think there are in certain establishments you can do it. Um, I'm not. I guess I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Like when I say establishments, I mean places that are selling it, maybe. Uh, but for sure, in your own home. And what is not, you you can't walk down the street and smoke pot, just like you can't walk down the street and drink a beer, correct? Well, tell you what, though, this is, uh, I'm only like 10% on subject here, so it, give me just a little leeway here. Check this out. I went downtown in Grand Rapids for the first time in like, I don't know, I'm 32, so it's been like over five years since I've been like in the scene downtown. Did yeah. you know you can walk around with booze these days, like outside? Um. I I don't think that's true. I've it's seen true, dude. I've, I'm serious. You got I'm serious. They've got like uh we did like some research. They got these zones now and you can like buy a drink from one place in the zone and you can just walk around in that zone with that drink. I mean it's very capitalistic. You 
you have to like stay within the zone with the drink really? that you bought in the zone or else if you go into another zone, it's illegal now or whatever. But I'm serious. You can walk around outside, little booze in the hand, just doing a little sip and nobody can do nothing. Okay. I wonder if that's all, that, that also might be uh, inspired by COVID, you know, to keep people, you know, Could be. safe. I, I, I don't know when it started or nothing, but I was just like a 32 year old dude downtown just going, wait, what? I can, I can go outside with this. And yeah, the, the right. waitress was like, go on out there, dude. Uh, Chris uh, writes in the comments. Yep. Though, that is because of COVID they're called hospitality zones. So that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in, in New York, I, I, you smell it on the street, everybody. And actually, actually I'm seeing people smoke pot in front of cops. Nobody, nobody gives a shit anymore. That's the way it goes, man. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. You know what I mean? You know, I, um, for people who thought that, um, once the law was changed, it was going to be like a uh, floodgates. It's going to make everybody high. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that 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 thinking is being let go because that's not true at all. I mean, I, I have no desire to uh, either take an edible or smoke pot in any way, shape or form, because it's just uh, people who smoke it are going to smoke it. And now they're going to do it without getting in trouble and not going yeah. to prison, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And to be honest, in my opinion, I mean, I, the, I feel like society in general could benefit if more people were just stoned to the bone and just stop. You know what I mean? Like people are just all in each other's faces and being selfish and, you know, all American and stuff. And it's just like, just smoke a little bit. Just chill out, dude. Uh, question for you. I You're like uh, this person writes, I like his accent. I don't think he's from Michigan. You are from Michigan, aren't you, Kyle? Wait, somebody's, I can see the comment. Somebody said that. That's funny. Yeah, um, this, is, this is the comment right here. I like his accent. I don't think it's from, that's funny. Uh, it happens all the time. Uh, do we we might have talked about this before, but I can't remember. But um, yeah, I uh, it happens to me all the time. I, I don't know. Like I was born in Michigan and have lived here my whole life, but all the time I get like California and then like sometimes people think I'm from down South, but like learned a Michigan accent. And then like a lot of the times people, um, one of my, one of my good friends, uh, told me this in my, a little bit younger in my twenties. He was like, he's like, you look like you're from like Britain or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so he was like, Hey, you, you just look like exotic compared to what Michigan people look like. And I'm oh, like, Oh yeah. What? So yeah, I'm just like a nomad, I guess. Like I'm spiritually a nomad. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, some folks have said that you sound stoner-like. Do you think that people actually develop a stoner type of voice? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it looks to you just the way that the world works right now. In this, in this little answer to you, I my lazy voice uh, came from. Uh, just not giving a fuck. It didn't have anything to do with weed. You know what I mean? Like the, I used, you know, when I was younger, I was a goody two shoes all the way up until like I got into college. But then, I, you know, you're really into being like prim and proper and like doing the right thing. Then all of a sudden, like I was like, yeah, nobody knows what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on. Nobody else knows what's going on. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to waste my time. So really what it is, is just an effort thing. It's just easier to talk this way. You know what I mean? So are you suggesting that the, you actually sounded different before that decision was made to not give a fuck? For sure. <laughs> Believe it, dude. I was like, uh, I had like the Elton John transformation, dude. My voice got different. 
Okay, are you suggesting that you are gay? No. Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> that was a good one. I set myself up on that one. <laughs> uh, okay. Did you hear us just talking about baseball pitcher Jack Morris? I don't know if you're in a sport. I did. I was listening while I was dropping off that dumpster, dude. Yeah, I'm fired up about that. And I mean, that's, that's what that's what I feel about it. I just feel like a like a. I'm I'm as somebody who has uh, done stand up comedy before and blah blah blah, like all this stuff, like this type of stuff. It freaks me out. You know what I mean? Like pretty soon, I feel like you're not going to be able to say nothing. Well, I think that that's already the case. I think, um, you know, uh, to be perfectly fair, there have been times that I have been supportive of people being canceled. But it's for legitimate reasons. For legitimate things, some things do need scrutiny. But I, I do also understand when people say to me, yes, but... You're creating an environment where not everybody is going to sit there and debate. They're just going to say, oh, bad, cancel, bad, cancel, bad, cancel. Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand that, too. I, I see that that is a very real thing. So it's like you're either you can't be half pregnant. And I, I, I do understand that. But uh, in this certain scenario, there is no way that this should be being blown up to the level that it is it's you're you're right it is frightening it really is yeah it's like i mean here's the thing i do accents all the time i mean i'm not doing it like i guess on tv or whatever but tv needs to chill out you know what i mean like that's i mean obviously here's the good thing about like what you're doing like podcasts put it online and stuff like that like tv and broadcast is changing already anyways which is cool because, you know, like, let's take the power away from all these big corporations that can censor what you say and stuff like that. But, man, yeah, I mean, can you imagine that? Just, like, you just do an accent on TV, and next thing you know, you're just gone. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, it's not, I, like you said earlier about mocking, I'm like, I don't even know if it's considered mock. That's just what, that's just a voice. That's just what it sounds like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if yeah. I was... If I was a famous dude playing baseball and someone they asked him that question, he was like, "What do you got to do about Kyle Taylor?" And be like, "Just chill out, dude." Then I would just everyone should just be chill about it. I don't know. I could there be. Was a, I, know, I could be being like a white guy right now and like not understanding the troubles no, of others. But no, no, because well, I mean, I think we need look no further than the baseball player he was describing, Shohei Otani, who said, oh, it "Didn't doesn't bother me at all." Yeah, yeah, um, and um. Uh, there was an episode of The Office. Have you, were you a fan of The Office? Or I, did, I, did, the I office? did. I did enjoy The Office. Michael Scott, he did that impression of that lady from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Not what? Wait, what movie was it? I think it was Full Metal Jacket, where the hooker, the Vietnamese hooker, goes, "Me so horny, me not you long time," <laughs> and it was funny as shit. Holy crap! I mean, that wasn't that long ago. I, know. I mean, no one would dream of doing this. And we, and it isn't that we would, and, and it's, uh, we wouldn't dream of doing it, not because it's offensive, but people are just too afraid. Yeah. You want to talk about, you know, people talking about how uh, various things are, are make it's becoming harder and harder. Like, you know, the whole idea of um, it, when it comes to like COVID and the vaccination, having to have a, a vaccination card to get into it, people are saying, Oh, this is, this is like, this is like the Nazis. Well, 
Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but the uh, whole idea about being afraid of what you're saying, that to me is even more dangerous. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, it's an absolute nightmare. It seems like. And it's, yeah, man, it's like for me, like at least in you know what my job, which is just mostly driving around and stuff now, it's like a- accents and making fun of accents or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's like, the highlight of the day, you know what I mean? Just like the comeback, like me and Emilio, if we have like a long day, we'll come back and just make fun of, like make fun of people. I mean, I now, can, I'm saying it on national television, you know what I mean? That's it. Well, guys, like sometimes I'm talking to my customers out there. Sometimes you guys are funny, dude. And I, we just gotta, we just gotta laugh and have a well, good time when we get back. Now, I, I don't think, wait, I've, I've heard Emilio talk before and yeah. I, and I, and I, I would read and I, okay. Now I know how Emilio sounds. Now, Emilio uh-huh. is a black guy, correct? No, 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 no. He's Hispanic. <laughs> 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 That's funny. I'm telling him you said that. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> no, he's oh, not. shit. I thought he's a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to tell him that. He's going to get a bunch of street credit. It's going to be cool. Oh, shit. Well, I was going to go off in one one completely different vein, but it makes no sense now because he's not even a black guy. I, but anyway, okay, no. If he was a black guy, <laughs> okay, let's just say for this discussion, look, my face is red. Uh, let's just say he's black. I know how he sounds. I right. know how he sounds. And if I were doing an impression of Emilio, I would just talk like any guy, any normal. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. Eh, yeah, shit, fuck yeah, man, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because it isn't how he sounds. Right. So in a way, the argument still stands. But that's yeah, kind of embarrassing yeah. that I thought he was black. With the, I seriously, that's that was like the highlight of my morning, to be honest <laughs> with you. And I'm just, yeah. Um, no, you know, the funny thing, I, I consider myself a somewhat intelligent dude, and when it comes to uh, like what you're just talking about, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> uh, the uh, the quote because he's not even a black guy that's going in the Eric Zane book of quotes. Holy that's awesome. Shit. All right, anyway, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I interrupted you. Um, you forgot. What was I just saying? I don't know. I was too busy getting the quote. <laughs> oh, oh, about like uh, you know, PC culture and like people being upset about stuff that you say. You yeah. know what? I, here's what I think, and a, a lot of people in the world is going to go right over their heads. So I'm cool with it because yeah. it makes sense to me. But I'm not even entirely convinced that anybody themselves is actually mad about things that other people say. I think they're just, they get told that they should like, you know what I mean? Like through propaganda and like, you know, coming down from wherever it's trickling down from, like they get told that they should be upset about it. And they're like, all right, you know what I mean? So then they're upset because they want to be part of a group. And then, so they're like, all right, so I'm upset about this, but they're not actually upset. They just think they're supposed to be upset. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I do. It does make sense. And I'll even uh, further that by, um, when people do go that route, they are also aware that they have power, that that's a tweet um, by a writer that catches uh, viral, that, yeah. that goes viral. They actually have the potential to actually cancel, in this case, Jack Morris, because not only are they going after him for the uh, uh, when he did the impression of Otani or did the Japanese, the Chinese guy, whatever, the who gives a fuck Asian voice. 
Um, now people are, are going back 31 years to when he was, uh, he said something to a female reporter. And, and I think that when these people realize, hey, hey, we got an opportunity to really stick it to him, they don't give a shit about who he is and who he is now or anything like that. They just like the f- uh, fact that they can uh, put him on ice, you know? That's, know. that's how it goes. 31 years, that's, that's intense. What was yeah. that, 1988? Uh, I think it was um, in 1990. That oh, the wait, I'm 32, actually. and I was born in 89. So, yeah, that's why, that's why I put dumb as my middle name. And, and <laughs> I signed into this. Dang, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. So uh, that's, that's, that's kind of been the big thing of what we're talking about today. Uh, is there anything that uh, that you would like to touch on, Kyle, from Dumpster Divers that's kind of uh, bouncing around in your brain? Absolutely. I came up with some stuff last night because I told you. I said, I'm going to come with some topics, dude. Okay. Uh, and here's the first one, okay? And this is uh, this is this comes from a place of anger. So I'm hoping that you know tens of thousands of people listen to this in the Grand Rapids area. If you are one of these motherfuckers that are driving on 131 down by the S-curve where you know that the left lane is closed. doesn't matter which, which way you're coming, north or south. The left lane's closed because they're fixing whatever they're fixing on the S-curve. I know you know, people. And what are you doing? You're just driving all the way down in the left lane, slamming on your brakes, cutting people off. So here's what I'm going to say. If you're one of those people, don't even call dumpster divers, dude. We don't want you. We don't want you as a custody. I'm serious. I was, it just happened to me this day, to, uh, this morning when I was dropping off a dumpster. I can see a dude in the distance. I'm talking, you know, a couple football fields back there. And he's just coming. And I'm like right up to the point where it's like the lane's about to be done. And he, he knows, because I can tell because he's cruising fast. You know what I mean? And he cruises all the way up over there. And what does he do? Cuts right in front of me. And I got a big old dumpy on the back of the truck. So I'm weighing some pounds, dude. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I got okay. Zipper method can suck my dick, Josh Brown. I, <laughs> that's what that's what they say. In, in theory, that's it does make sense. But we as humans are imperfect, and we can't do anything right. So as soon as any traffic backup happens, we 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 abandon the theory. I understand zipper method, and I like it in theory, but it just does not work practically. So. Anyways, yeah, you are. You're definitely anti-zipper merge. Yeah, I'm are anti-zips. You, are, you, uh, are you the type to actually, when you see them coming behind you, to get into the lane to block them? Would you Would you be willing to do that, Kyle? I, I've done it before, and what do these people do? They just drive right around you, and they almost smoke. They almost smoke like the median, you know what I mean? Now, uh, I, I have to tell you, uh, I actually am pro-zipper merge. I have... Uh, I am 1 million percent against every word that you are saying right now in this podcast. <laughs> I love it. So um, well, here's I, the thing. No, like I said, I like zipper merge, but here's the thing uh, what, on the S curve, like that, that what we have going on is traffic's already backed up to 28th street or, or, you know, past Leonard or whatever. On the, so here's what I'm saying. I'm, it's not so much like the pragmatic part of it or like the, like, what's going to make traffic move the smoothest it's respect or like honor or you know what i mean it's like it's like a a virtue type thing it's the guy in the left lane is you know he's just driving he's going ah fuck these guys that's what i'm against you know what i mean because you know that guy is just going like i don't give a fuck dude i'm just gonna go up there and i'm just gonna cut all these people off 
that's that's why I have a problem with it, especially when you can see the traffic backed up for years. <laughs> Kyle's laughing because the caption says, uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers says, suck my dick to zipper merge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Common courtesy. That's that's what I'm saying. Well, wait a minute. You know I mean? The zipper merge is OK. It, it It's one thing, excuse me, to say, let us zipper, let us zipper. Uh, the rule is supposed to be. Uh, fill up the left lane, stop, and then it should be alternating. Let one in, then you go. Let one in, then you go. But no one has ever mastered it, ever. Right. And also, think about this. I mean, should we be taking advice from the Department of Transportation? These guys can't figure nothing out, you know what I mean? Or the road commission or whoever is making these rules. These guys can't figure nothing out. So I feel like their advice is moot. All right, Kyle. I see where you stand on that. There's got to be something else burning on your brain that you want to air. Um, yeah, here's another one for you, dude. Um, I went to Subway uh, the other, what was it, the other week or other month or other day. I went sometime in the past. Time's not real. It doesn't matter. But um, I went to Subway, and they're trying to uh, advertise this thing called the Subway Melt. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Now, let me preface it with this. I made the mistake of going to the subway that was is on 28th Street and Clyde Park in the gas station. And those guys don't give a fuck to begin with. So that's my mistake to start with. But so I go in there and I'm like, all right, I never heard of a subway melt before. So let me give it a go. So I ordered the subway melt from the lady thinking like, okay, you know, they got a panini somewhere. There's something magical going to happen, right? Right. It's not true, dude. Here's what, to the owners of Subway or whoever designed the concept, here's what a Subway melt means to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's laughing because it says, Kyle from Dumpster Divers is stoned and says 28th Street Subway sucks cock. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get some hate mail from the three people <laughs> that work there. But okay. here's the thing. So the lady, I'm like, give me the Subway melt, okay? I'm going to go, like, the steak and cheese route because I'm looking to get heart disease by the age of 50. Give me the steak and cheese option. So here's what Subway melt means to them. They take the sub, they cut it in half, they put it in a baggie, so like a paper baggie like your kid would take to school for lunch. Sure, sure. And then they just put it in the toaster oven. And so... It's a regular sub in a paper baggie. That's what Subway Melt means. Oh. And so, and to make it worse, so they put it in their same amount. Then the lady takes the bag out. And now, I mean, maybe this, I don't know, maybe this lady had a rough time in high school figuring shit out. But so she takes the bag out and now she can't figure out how to get the sub out, right? <laughs> so she's looking at it. Anyways, so she holds, like the top of the bag is here, you know, because, so she's holding up and she's looking down at it and yeah. she looks up at me and then looks back down at it. And then she reaches in there to pull it out. And as she's pulling it out of the baggie, everything falls out of the sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so all the stuff anyway. So she pulls one out and then sticks it in that plastic bag they give you. And then I see her kicking just a tiny teensy weensy bit of critical thinking and goes, I'm not even going to try with the other one. So then the other half of it. So she takes the baggie and puts it inside the baggie. So now I got one naked sub in the plastic baggie, one uh, uncircumcised sub in the, the brown bag inside of the plastic bag. And then 
she gives it to me and she was like, there you go. And I'm like, that's wow. not really what I consider melt. Anyway, right. so then I get, I got to go and they won't let you eat inside because, you know, COVID-19, baby. <laughs> so they, then they're like, go eat in your fucking car. So then I go out in the car and then I have to figure out now how to eat the sandwich where all the shit's not in it. And I got to put the shit back in it. It was a disaster. Don't be asking for Mel. Is what I'm aren't saying. Aren't you? Aren't you supposed to? Because I've had melt sandwiches before at Subway. They usually take the bread and they they open the bread and then put the shit on and then they uh, slide it on. They put it on that flat pan and slide it into that thing, that oven. And it, does that not sound right? Well, no, here's the thing. That's just a toasted sub, right? So that's like, as, oh. that's, if you like, you know, that like. All the way from, I don't know, the beginning of Subway or at least until they got the toasters, all the way up until recently, you order the sub and they're like, do you want that toasted? You're like, yeah. Well, you don't have to, but you're like, yeah. If you're, you know, so then they put it in there like that. But then that's what I'm saying. They introduced the new concept to make more money or whatever it is. The Subway Melt, which is the same thing, just in a paper baggie, and they can't get it out of the paper baggie. <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you this. Did her hands touch your sub, or did it touch paper? Well, you know, they had, like, the little uh, okay. see-through plastic gloves on or whatever. This is fucked. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. You've made you've made some good points. It's hard to uh I mean I, I would only get it. I would in fact if I were going to get that sub, I would go to that place in particular. Right. Just to just to see it all happen. Maybe I could get video of it just to say, let's see if Kyle was right, you know? Do it. Or here's what you can do. If you want if you want to order a subway melt, go to boardwalk subs where they can do that shit right. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. That's a Not that's a subway. great place. That's a, that's like a that's like a nice uh, nice establishment. I know exactly what you're talking boardwalk about. Boardwalk subs is one of my top sub places. That's a we I don't know. I didn't I didn't know where I was going when I started that sentence. Talaricos. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I should get him on as a sponsor. I could have you every time you're like uh, on the show, you could be eating a Talaricos boardwalk sub. You know, that'd be like, it'd just be crazy because like you could just be sitting there and then if you, if you ask me and I'm the the chief of marketing for boardwalk subs, this is all the, this is all the commercial needs to be just a dude sitting there holding the sub. Cause these suckers are 15 inches, right? And he just holding the sub and he goes, this thing's 15 inches, dude. And a commercial. You only need a five, you only need a five second spot. You don't got to pay, you know, 500,000 bucks. Right. Just a little bit. Just a little one. What is your favorite go-to food when stoned, Kyle, from Dumpster Divers? Oh, well, aside from the obvious answer of whatever, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> really anything. But um, a little PB&J sandwich. Um, I do that quite a bit because here's the thing. I love peanut butter. Uh, go to stone food. I love it. <laughs> um, PB and J, because here's the thing, your mouth's dry, right? A little bit. When okay. you smoke, you, you get the old, the old cotton. And so you want it, but you're like PB and J is a childhood favorite because here's the thing. When you smoke, you can transport yourself back to a place of wonder mentally, you know, instead of dealing with the bullshit that is the world today. So you're already <laughs> transporting yourself back a little bit to a place where you can enjoy stuff. So then you go, let's double whammy it, dude, and get a PB&J, because I was slamming those all the way up until the age of, I don't know, 12, 13. Um, so that's a double, right? So here's the thing. For the beautiful part about it, again, peanut butter, fantastic. 
Then you got that jelly though, which is I, I don't want to say jelly's moist, but it's it's more wet no, than peanut is. butter. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You definitely have to have the right amount of jelly on there. And that's gotcha. what I think. And then you gotta blend. It's important to blend, in my opinion. You have to. Because here's the thing. We all know that, yeah, sometimes you can put either too much or too little jelly on there and just fuck off the whole proportion. <laughs> I'm with yeah, you, man. I know, dude. Dirk, I am I am poor, dude. Let's face it. Um, but Twinkies and Cosmic Brownies, I would go for those, too. I really would. Let me just tell you something right now. Uh, one of the sponsors in this show uh, distributes Little Debbie products. And you just mentioned Cosmic Brownies. So... I can tell you that he is going to uh, make a beeline but to dropping off a uh, a nice supply of those for you. Dude, tell him to, dude. Tell him, tell him to come yeah. right to uh, our office yep. uh, in Wyoming. Drop off all of them, dude, because I'll eat them. I don't, yeah. Actually, I'm supposed to be on a diet right now. I'm get, So I, here's a little life event for you, Eric Zane. Next May, I'm getting married. So I got to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. I gave myself a lot of freaking time because I, you know what I mean? I can't do that shit too fast. Um, so I, I got, I'm on a diet until May. But here's the thing. You can sprinkle in, you know, a little chocolate here, a little here little and there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can, you can, uh, reward yourself from all the hard work that you've done. My God, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, Kyle, uh, it's been a, it's been a real treat. Uh, I, I think you did a hell of a job again and it's so nice to, have. I want to bring you back here every week. How does that sound? So here's the thing. Let's do it because I remember last time I was reading some of the comments on the side of the screen, and this one dude was like, "Yeah, we got to get this dude on here weekly." So number go. one, I'm down. But here's the thing. Uh, let's do that because I'm down for Thursdays or whenever you want to do. Um, I was playing with um, ideas for what I could call my segment. This is uh -huh. what I came up with, dude. Let's kill with Kyle. Let's kill, and then little little type. Let's kill with Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, is, that is so stupid. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Let's kill. And it's also a little shout out to uh, Home Alone or maybe Home Alone 2. Yeah. 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 So anyways. Uh, uh, do you ever, have you ever played paintball? Michelle wants you to come to the paintball event that we have coming up. Oh, you know what? I was I, I had to get out of the truck right when you guys were talking about that part. Uh, I heard paintball, and then I had to go do some stuff. But I love paintball. What's going on? Uh, we have a paintball event coming up August 29th, 5 p.m. That's a Sunday, Grand Rapids. At, Ooh, uh, at, August uh, 29th is yep. well, what, what is it yes, today? Uh, sun, uh, it is Sunday, uh, August 29th. 5 p.m. TC paintball in Grand Rapids. We get together every month, month and a half, sometimes two months, and and play paintball. Oh man, I'm down. I'm down. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll sign okay. up. All right. All right. I will. Uh, I will uh, take care of that off the podcast, and we'll get the particulars. And then if you and your black friend Emilio. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I can't wait to tell him. I'll record it, and I'll, I'll next time I'm on here, I'll put I'll put my phone right up to the screen so you can see it. Also, one of my sponsors, you might see it over my shoulder, is uh, Horizon Hydroponics. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, yeah. Do you grow? No. Uh, well, I, I know people who do grow, but my dad freaking busted me out for uh, so talking about that before. So I, I won't tell. I know people who grow, not my parents, but I'm not going to say it because... Yeah, I'm gonna get my ass chewed out on yeah, Aspen yeah, yeah. TV. Well, yeah, so that's uh, someone suggested your segments on this show should be sponsored by Horizon. Uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers, brought to you by Horizon Hydroponics.
Yeah. Hey, tell him. Yes, yeah, tell him to shoot me fifty bucks a week, dude. <laughs> Why not, man? All right. All right. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, I, dude, I, you know, uh, have a good day. I know you got more work to do. You're going to be out in the field dropping off dumpsters. I'm going to be out there dropping them off, getting pissed at people in traffic, honking. It's going to be good, dude. All right. You'll either see Kyle or if you see somebody who's as black as Wesley Snipes, uh, <laughs> you'll know it's Kyle and Emilio from Dumpster Divers. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. All right. Talk to you next time. Talk to you next Thursday. See ya. See ya. And Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Nice dude. Love that guy. All right. A lot of fun. Thank you for taking the time, buddy. Okay. Uh, Back Alley Comedy Club talked about them. Thank you. Want to help your business. If you are, uh, have a business or know somebody who has a business, do me a favor. Uh, call on me if you're looking for marketing. Just let me tell you how it works. It doesn't take you any time for me to explain. Well, it'll take you a little bit of time for me to explain to you how this is. I'll send you an email. You read it. You tell me if you think it's right for you or you want to know more information. Uh, no big deal. Just if you think, hey, man, I need to shoot the uh, marketing and get a shot in the arm. I can't talk again. Uh, I think I'll call upon Zane. Do it. Drop me a line, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And uh, you, too, can be like the army of sponsors that are part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, all right. Also, Sarah Honda Granville, S E R R A, Sarah Honda Granville.com. If you're looking for a car, that is who you call upon. A lot of what they're doing right now is the used inventory. You're like, wait, what? Yes, in America, doesn't matter where you go, it is very, very difficult to get a brand new car. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. That's true. And uh, what has happened is there is a, I believe it's being described as a shortage of chips. Am I getting this right, Sarah, who works in the auto in the auto industry? There is a shortage of um, computer chips that need to go into the vehicles to make them go. This is all I know of this topic. And because of that reason, there's no cars available. What? That's why it's extremely, uh, well, if you're selling a car right now by owner, you're going to make more money than you ever have before for whatever it is you're selling. And uh, if you're a dealer, you get as many of those used cars on the lot because that's the only thing people can get. You can get a huge selection of certified pre-owned and used cars at Sarah Honda Granville. They're still working very, very hard to make sure everybody can get into a car. S-E-R-R-A, sarahondagranville.com, uh, shop online. And uh, talk to one of the fine folks over there. When you drop in, talk to Thad uh, and and or Kyle. I'm sorry, and or Cameron. Kyle's the last guy I was talking to. Uh, Thad or Cameron, say hello. Mention my name, please. SarahHondaGranville.com. Thank you so much for your continued support. All right. Uh, guess what? I got to go potty. I got to pee. I got a little bit more podcasting to do. And uh, Rob says making of those chips are ma- makers of those chips are making ventilators for what? What happened? Okay. Back in a minute. Got to pee.
remarkable the timing. I usually nail it, like right as the final notes are playing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rob T. and Sarah Rukruk Roosh both wanted paintball. Uh, Sarah said Avery and his four buddies, that's her son Avery, uh, who's constantly getting screamed at by Sarah. And uh, I wrote down, done, you got it. And then I see that Rob, I sent that before Rob, uh, I saw Rob T's email. He was actually first. And he says, I'm hearing about the paintball tickets. Are there two available for me and my son? And I'm like, hell yes. So I will cover those two. So that means, um, let me just write back to this. Done. Uh, Sarah Rukrak-Roosh, bring your gang. Uh, Nick and Adam will square up with, um, uh, what do you call it? Rick from TC Paintball. And then I will take care of Rob T, you, and your son. Okay, so you're in. All you got to do is show up. Just show up, 5 p.m., TC Paintball, Grand Rapids, Sunday. And uh, thank you to Nick and Adam for that very nice gesture. That's cool. So we've got six paintball scholarships. Awesome. That's a great way to, uh, to help out Rick, too. That is awesome. So thank you so much. Hang on. Damn it. All right. Where was I? Um, but Kyle, what Kyle's fun. Kyle is really fun. Cracks me up, man. I need to uh, play for you and show you. I talked about this on the Patreon, but uh, I need to uh, break this down a little more. Um, baseball pitcher Chris Bassett. Okay. Dude is a pitcher for the Oakland A's. And, uh, well, the unthinkable happened. And for those of you who uh, were with me on Patreon yesterday, just bear with me. But I, I have, we, well, you haven't seen it. I don't think, un- unless you went and uh, sought out the video on your own. But uh, this is how it went. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can get this right. Here you go. Oops. All right, ruined it. I'm screwing this up. Here you go. This is from the beginning. Back to Bassett. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. From the top. From the top. Let's check this out again. Holy shit. Ugh. Back to Bassett. Oh, my goodness. Right in the face. Oh, boy. Now, I use this as a uh, jumping off point (laughs) to talk about the ridiculous thing that is the baseball helmet or the the pitching helmet, which everybody laughed in my face about and said, yeah, shut up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But I don't want to go and revisit that. Uh, Everybody hates the idea anyway. But I wanted to um, um, delve into this 
with a little bit more audio, kind of getting a little bit more intricate. Uh, first of all, let me tell you that, um, well, you know, I would love to be the one to say, yeah, he's fine. He's not. Uh, massive uh, 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 stitches, amount of stitches in his face. And um, the baseball crushing into his face actually broke his face. And um, so if you can, you know, how do you, how do you heal broken face bones? Well, they have to go and they have to cut open his face and then um, pull those bones so that they line up those face bones the way they're supposed to. So, I don't know if that's like they, they pull the face and pull open the skin like uh, the way when, when Han Solo cut open the Tauntaun on the ice planet of Hoth and then uh, drill a hole into the face and attach uh, a handle to the bone and pull on the face bones till they line up with the face bones that weren't shattered into a million pieces. Uh, that's my, that, that's how I would fix that guy's face, but, uh, oh my God. So he is thoroughly fucked. Oh man. Diagnosed with, uh, uh, displaced tripod fracture in his cheek that will require surgery. His uh, eye is fine. I thought, can you, there's going to be one of those times that this happens when an incident like that takes place where uh, the the, the ball hits the eye and the eye actually shoots out the back of his head and lands on the field just like quivering. Um, So he's, I wouldn't say okay, but they say he should make a recovery. Uh, his uh, eye damage it was avoided. Um, so tons of stitches and a busted face. Ugh. Every pitcher's worst nightmare. Absolutely nothing you can do because when the pitcher's in that follow-through position, he's still off balance. It, it, there might as well be a, uh, a, a sign with arrows pointing at his face. It says uh, uh, 100 points if you hit here, you know. It's it's just a target. My God. And can you imagine if you're a baseball player who actually has the ability to do that at will? How how great of a hitter that would be? If, uh, let's say, uh, Joe Schmo, baseball batter, uh, uh, before the game, he says, uh, nobody better throw at me because if they do, I'm going to hit a comebacker and hit him in the face. And they're going to be like, yeah, you can't really do that. No one can can actually try to do that and be successful. It's always a fluke, right? And then if he's actually successful, because see, I told you. And they're like, oh, yeah, lucky shot. And then he does like two or three more times. Three guys are dead. And then uh, then they're like, oh, shit, man. I would I would throw him like an a 11-mile-an-hour pitch every time and just groove it right down the middle just so that he doesn't get angry at me. This is uh, a quick shot of just because I don't want to play you the whole thing again. I just want to play you the, uh, okay, because you hear the the bat hit the ball and then the ball uh, obliterate his face bones. You can actually hear like two hits. Listen. Did you hear it? 
It goes click, click, crack, crack. And then the crowd. One step further. I have isolated. It is a 0.35 second clip of just the ball smashing into his face. That's it. Did you hear that? Right there. That exact throw an effect on it. Oh, God. Oh. That, if you, if you, if we were to get Chris Bassett in here and play that, talk about a PTSD moment. <laughs> I've always been accused of overplaying drops and beating it into the ground. I can't fucking help it. That's incredible. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only one who's amused by that? I have never been able to outrun the fact that I, I love playing clips over and over and over again. Man. A Dirk says that's not as good as the pipe hitting the bunny. Uh between the speed of the pitch and the ball coming off the coming off the bat, that's around 180 miles of force right there. Tyler says it sounds like Eric's neck cracks. Good point. That reminds me. It's about time to pull out a, a neck crack here. Let's hear how we do. Oh! Now that was a juicy one. See if we can get the other side. The other side usually doesn't go too well. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Jeez. Uh, now play it on repeat like the old pipe hitting the rabbit. Is that what you're suggesting? I can't do it with this. It, uh... It doesn't do it nearly as fast as the old instant replay. Josh says, nice. I heard the second one. Uh, Rob says, I felt my balls tingle during those. Josh, I know you love the neck cracks. You've always loved it. This is what we're going to do. When we get to paintball, I'm going to have you help me. You got to push with your two fingers. Uh, These are your fingering fingers. Use your finger and fingers to push the vertebrae while I crack them. You'll be able to feel it all the way to your elbow. All right. That is very strange. I'm a very, very weird soul. Hey, uh, Dick's out for Benny, uh, who, boy, what the hell happened to that guy? Uh, Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Do we have that? been too long since i played it i think the app puked that i used to play the benny the one-eyed wonder dog song on so i gotta reload it in there my apologies uh last night i've just gotten done driving queen of the forest in bed and uh i walk up to the bed and uh i look down and Thank God there was enough light in the room from the cell phone light to see this. And I go, something looks amiss. It looks like there's a, a, a dark brown pair of socks right on the bed. 
And upon closer inspection, no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't socks at all. It's a big, honking pile of puke. Oh, boy. Now, there's always only one concern. I mean, you can wash bedspreads. It's how, f- how many layers down does it go? Now, Diana's side of the bed is fine. She doesn't even know this happened. I don't know how she didn't know it happened, but and then uh, Benny's not even laying there. He's uh, He goes up on the bed from time to time. He's, uh, he's on his own little dog bed, but he fucking got sick and decided to make his way to my side of the bed and vomit. So there it is, and it's uh, in diameter. Uh, the the uh, blast zone from edge to edge is about a foot with uh, the center of it being the actual chunkage and then so like uh, six inches across from the middle is chunk and then the outside is just wet stomach acid okay so that's what we're dealing with now i go okay so i i i I, uh, uh move that gently back and below it the sheet is soaked with yellow dog stomach juice and uh, below that, the fitted sheet is soaked with the same material. And I'm like, there's only one thing I'm concerned about, and that is the mattress. This is uh, not an ch- inexpensive bed. It is a, uh, one of these Tempur-Pedics, which I'm telling you, you must, at the very least, get yourself a sleep number bed or a, even a Casper mattress. Similar type of quality, but the Tempur-Pedic is the fucking best. If you've ever got an extra $10,000 laying around, buy this fucking bed. And no, I did not buy it. It was given to me when I used to do endorsements for a mattress company back in the day. And the bed is as comfortable now as the day I bought it. Oh, my God. It is a life-changing mattress. Let me just tell you. Incredible. All I'm worried about is a mattress. I got one more layer to pull back, and that is the uh, mattress pad, which ha- is kind of like diaper-like material. It's, it's thicker. It's not diaper, but you know what I mean. And, uh, I pull it back, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, thank God it ended there. It absorbed it all the way to that point. Nothing on the mattress. So I go, all right, out. We got we to gotta clean this whole fucking thing. Holy shit. Bullet dodged. Uh, all right. Something else I want to show you. I don't know which one of you posted this to Zaniac United, but this might be the most insensitive thing I have, uh, I have ever seen in my life. Before I get to that, let me read this. Rob writes, was it the sta- same mattress store you guys had producer Joe hump a blow-up doll and nearly got you all fired? No, no, it was not. It was an online company. That was back in the day when the Free Beer and Hot Wings show um, was doing much different material. Uh, that was before um, they really hit their stride with that monumentally hilarious segment called Around the Room.
Joe Hughes says, does the Tempur-Pedic get good recoil during sexy time? <laughs> Dirk says, hate Tempur-Pedic beds. I was with a woman for a couple years. Worst nights of sleep ever. Uh, Rob says, how would Freebird Hot Wings do that bit today? They would never do that bit today. Dirk writes, this was when their flashbacks weren't called when we used to be funny. Oh. Uh, and adds, I ordered a mattress in a box. They vacuum sealed a full-size bed in a tiny little box. It was amazing. It really is. Opening those up out of the box is incredible. Those Casper mattresses are really cool. All right. Let me talk, uh, show you about this insensitive thing that I saw that one of you posted on uh, Zaniacs United. Who wouldn't want, after this week's events, to walk around with this T-shirt? For nineteen ninety nine. Okay, now, is this funny? Well, yes, it's funny. It says Cobble Skydiving Club with a, uh, a, a, a transport plane, an Air Force transport plane, with bodies falling out of it. Esta- uh, Cobble Skydiving Team established 2021. Is this funny? Well, I have a very strange sense of humor. So I find this very funny. But I would never in a million years... Uh, wear a t-shirt that is one of the most insensitive things I've ever seen in my life. It's Cobble Skydiving Club. This this is the equivalent if, uh, if someone was, wa- was walking around with t-shirts that said 9-11 Skydiving Team with the, the, the burning tower. These people that jumped to their, de- fell off the plane to their death, all they wanted to do, this was their best option. Uh, to, to hang on to these planes as they tried to get out of Afghanistan, knowing that they're about to be shot in the face if they leave that airport. And some sick fuck is marketing that this came out the day this happened. The Cobble Skydiving Club shirt. Now, I mean, and it's one thing to post it, okay, uh, to actually sell the T-shirt. But hang on. They are serious. Who's ever selling this? They they want you to buy this. And and people will buy this shirt. And I can't think of any... I mean, that to me, if you see somebody with a Cobble Skydiving Club t-shirt, I don't even want to fucking know you. Ugh. Yes, in a, a sick, twisted, demented way, it's hilarious. But it's just fucking wrong. There is no way, no how, anybody should order a Cobble Skydiving Club t-shirt. What the fuck is wrong with you? Ugh. Apparel. Is it, let me guess. There's kids' sizes, too. Oh, this is just disgusting to me. So bad. Uh... Patriot Nick says people buy murder memorabilia too, Eric. Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, Melissa says Titanic, uh, that she had a Titanic swim team t-shirt. Well, it's a little bit different. 
because, as you know, the formula. See if any of you can uh, give me the formula. You know the formula. If, if you can put the formula there, then you'll absolutely get it. Uh, Rob says, if Pete Davidson can joke about 9-11, this is a great joke. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I get the, the whole joke element to it. I just don't think it's... I, I just cannot believe anybody would even wear a fucking shirt like that. Uh, there you go. Patriot Nick, he knows it. Patriot Nick knows the formula. Anybody who laughs the way Patriot Nick laughs is going to know the formula. (laughs) Time or tragedy plus time equals funny. (laughs) There you go. That's classic Nick. (laughs) Dirk says, my humor is twisted as fuck, but I couldn't laugh at this shirt. Rob says, I went to Penn State during the Sandusky scandal. Saw a kid wearing a Jerry Knows Kids t-shirt a few months later. God. Yeah. You will see people wearing a cobble skydiving t-shirt uh, walking the streets. These people are, you know, this is uh, one of the comments says, you'll see uh, this uh, uh, t-shirt for sale at like the local county fair. They'll love that. It'll sell out there. Absolutely horrible. Um, 65,000 people. Did I, did I hear that? I, that's what I heard on the news this morning. 65,000. Uh, no, no, no. I'm getting that wrong. 15,000 Americans. And I think it was 650,000 Afghanis trying to get out of Afghanistan. Um, one of the things they've discussed is uh, letting Biden have it. And I've, I've been part of that saying that, it, I mean, he's the boss. It is his fault what happened. Um, and the problem was, I think they expected there would be more resistance when the Taliban was making their march, which would have bought them the required amount of time to be able to get these people out in an appropriate time frame. Um, that, that, if that's true, that uh, that's kind of makes it a little understandable, but not really. I, I've, I just don't get the... Um, why we didn't just take our time over this while we kept our uh, troop uh, troop support as high as possible and slowly get out these super vulnerable people who aren't uh, in the military, contractors, civilians that need to leave, uh, interpreters, things like that. Because now uh, the, the, the Taliban is saying, yeah, we're going to let everybody leave. I, I, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that the Taliban is going to do anything by the book. And um, think about it. If six hundred, if if 15,000 Americans and then 650, well, first of all, let's not even talk about the 600 and some thousand Afghanis that need to get out of there. I only want to talk about the Americans. The amount of time it's going to take to get 15,000 people. 
let's uh, bust out the Eric Zane Show podcast uh, calculator here. Uh, let's say that there are uh, as, as many planes as possible are rolling out of the airport there. And you're talking about, uh, I don't know, 350 a flight times how many flights? I mean, how many can you? I don't even want to try to do it because I'll screw it up. How long is it going to take to get 15,000 people out of that airport? And how long can we count on the Taliban not acting like assholes? Why the fuck is this a thing in the first place? How, 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 how terrible is it, though, on, in, on, a, on a grander scheme to spend 20 years there and then in the course of two days, the people that we so-called uh, 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 threw out are, are, are back with zero effort whatsoever on their part. They just walked in and said, yeah, we're going to be in charge now. I don't understand how that even happened. And, uh, and I don't buy uh, anybody blaming Trump at this point. This is not his baby. Uh, I, it, I'm the first guy to throw Donald Trump under the bus when, uh, when, I, when I feel he deserves it. But this, it's, Biden's been president for quite some time now. So uh, don't, don't go down the road of any of this bullshit about it's Donald Trump's fucking fault. Not everything is Donald Trump's. There's a lot that is Donald Trump's fault. This is not one of those things. And uh, Biden is busy saying the buck stops here with me. Well, okay. So uh, rather than uh, uh, talking, uh, the only thing this guy should be talking about is what he's doing full time to get us out of this mess. And then you can go back and try to sort out what went wrong. But in the meantime, don't be sitting there making excuses to anybody. This bullshit. Just go and get those people out of there. That's the only thing people want. Or people want. All right. We need to start thinking about the asshole of the day. Who's it going to be for us? I think I know. But I got to. Okay. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Brought to you by, of course, TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. TC Paintball. Our next paintball event is uh, coming up on the 29th. Remember that? Uh, if you've missed the opportunity on the paintball scholarships, do join us. It's going to be great. We'll have close to 30 people playing paintball. Free pizza party beforehand. And then, of course, uh, JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. If you are a DIY pro and you love uh, Amsoil products, and you will, even if you uh, have never used them before, go to jmsynthetics.com. Pick out what you want for an oil change or whatever it may be, and then call up Jason Mays at 616-747-0233, 616-747-0233, and tell them what you need, and then it shows up at your door. Or you can order online, but I like you to do it that first way. He likes it that way, too. Finally, local uh, insurance pro legend, Frank Fuss. Uh I want to make sure that you're paying attention here. If you have any type of insurance uh, helping you in your life, you need to bang on the door of Frank Fuss. Well, I already have insurance, Eric. I don't know. I don't, you know no, this is not, not what I'm talking about. Let's just talk about uh, health care, health insurance, for starters. Every year, you have to re-enroll, whether th- through your work, 
to the marketplace. That's a, that's a thing. And there's going to be questions every time you do that. Because you know what most Americans do? We, we kind of slog our way through that horrible period, and then we just get it done, and then that's the end of it. And we're just happy that it's done, and then we pick up the pieces if there's any problems with the policy. It doesn't have to be that way. First of all, you don't have to do anything. Uh, when it comes to re-upping with your employer's insurance, you can call Frank, and he can help you. It doesn't cost you anything. Or if you're buying insurance in the marketplace, Frank can help you get the right policy for you and your family and save you money. Doesn't cost you anything. It's a service for free. Frank is compensated by the insurance industry. They love Frank because Frank puts these people in policies. Okay? And helps them answer all of their questions that they need for these policies. You see? Uh, MyPolicyShop.com is his business, and he has a website set up for you. If you have any insurance questions, Zane Show podcast listeners need to get a hold of Frank. BuyInsuranceHere.com. That is the website I want you to go. Uh, I want you to go to BuyInsuranceHere.com. Fill out the form. He sees it. It shows up as, hey, uh, so-and-so needs insurance or has questions. He calls you. You have a conversation. Off you go. Please indicate that you heard about uh, him on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Very, very important. If you you or anybody you know is uh, turning 65 in the next six months, uh, please do not try to figure out Medicare alone. Let Frank do this. Again, free. He'll help you out with everything you need with your Medicare policy. And if you will need a supplemental insurance policy to fill in all the gaps that Medicare may leave behind, he can help you with that too. How about that? One of my favorite things is Frank's uh, uh, company, MyPolicyShop.com, his uh, helping people. And uh, when you uh, talk with him, you're going to be amazed at how uh, engaging he is about one of the world's most boring topics, insurance. Woof. Buyinsurancehere.com. All right. Patreon bonus podcast happens at 11 a.m. Talk to you then. It's going to be awesome as always. Uh, karaoke is a uh, pretty regular thing now on the uh, Patreon bonus podcast. And uh, I was told yesterday by Dirk that he thinks I found a song in my wheelhouse, in my range, that I actually got uh, a couple of notes right on a song you've never heard of called Right on the Tip of My Tongue by Diesel. Right on the tip of my tongue. Doesn't sound good now. It sounds terrible. It always sounds terrible, but for some reason, Dirk thought it sounded okay. Karaoke is like the new fun thing that we do on Patreon. I love karaoke. Linda says, oh my God, when you were singing Aaliyah by Donnie Iris, she was actually singing it with me in the car. Talk about a wet car seat. Jesus. Um, so the idea of us doing a uh, rock band karaoke night at one of the local cl- uh, clubs sounds like a great idea. Will it happen? Probably not. Why, Eric? Well, I always bite off more than I can chew, and then it never gets done. I've kind of embraced that. 
Um, the sick bitch who uh, wrote a reminder. Jack Morris told my friend, the immensely talented late Washington Post sports columnist, Jennifer Fry, I only talk to women when I'm naked. That would be Susan Slusser or Slusser. Fuck you. That is the asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, want to reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. As always, I would love you to buy a T-shirt. Go to uh, ericzaneshow.com. Click on merch, and off you go. Michelle says karaoke at Eric's house. I want a sweet karaoke set, not just the, uh, uh, you know, little uh, mic in the boombox type of deal. I I actually want a a high-end one. That would be just awesome. All right, folks. Thanks again. And uh, we'll do the free podcast tomorrow right here. I will see you on Patreon. Join me on Patreon. And by the way, don't forget, Patreon bonus podcast. I should say Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tonight at 7. If you want in, make sure you send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com, and I'll uh, have you in on the Zoom. And writes, I have a comment. Tomorrow's Friday. Concern. You'll get the day wrong again. Yeah, shut up. Talk to you, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.